Hey guys, welcome to the Sentence and Suffers podcast. My name is Mario Stanley, and I am your host. So today we have Malik Barton, good buddy of mine, local rock climbing coach, and all around just straight up good dude. If you are blessed with living in the DFW area and knowing Malik and climbing at the local gyms, you will know this guy is just a solid dude. He's fun to be around, good spirit, good energy. So uh, I wanted to invite him onto the show as my first guest and to tell about one of our rock climbing adventures that we kind of had together. And I think this story actually turns out to be a little bit more than a send than it is a suffer, but it's good. So it doesn't matter. So I hope you guys enjoy. If you like this podcast, this is a little different format. This podcast lives on Instagram until I decide it's going to live somewhere else. But if you like it, please let me know. Put a comment, a like, share it with your friends, whatever. Do whatever the internet allows us to do. But most importantly, I want to hear your thoughts about it. Because maybe I'll keep doing this and maybe I won't. Right now, I'm just having fun. All right. So, enjoy the show. Are my brother from another mother, someone that I enjoy rock climbing with immensely, and I felt like once we actually finally met from across the gym, we became like kindred soul, like soulmates, like people that you are soulmates with that you know, and then there's people like you didn't know, but when you like, like, like you know, I, I want to quote that song, Madonna's song, "Touch" for the very first time. But, I felt like when you touched me for the very first time, I knew. I was like, oh, like this is, we're in it forever. Same here, same here. Yeah. Okay, that was so. that first time. Nice. nice. Okay, so you're from Atlanta, Georgia. Big G. Mm-hmm. A town. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you, where did you go to school? Uh, I went to the Georgia Institute of Technology or Georgia Tech. Um, did my undergrad there for electrical engineering. Yeah. And then did you go anywhere else prior to that? Um, I did. I actually went to the uh, Dalton State College, which is a small school up in North Georgia. Uh, from from Georgia? No, no, I'm from the, the central part where Atlanta is. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually grew up in a suburb about 30 to 40 minutes outside of Atlanta called Stone Mountain. So those, I grew up literally next to a, a small-sized mountain. Um, <laughs> And me and my family would do like small hikes up and down it like almost every weekend. Okay, I got a I got a quick question here. Is Stone Mountain the same mountain that has a memorial like Mount Rushmore of the Confederates, like General Jackson and all? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> it's very real. What? Oh, okay. I gotta put this in the show notes for those of y'all who don't. Okay. Like, drop some knowledge on me. Like, how... I mean, I guess it was in your backyard, but was that shit eerie? Um, Honestly, as a kid, and because, you know, it's Georgia's education system, right? You're not really taught about all the... uh, (laughs) about all the nonsense that the Confederate generals and soldiers did during this war. Mm -hmm. Um, So... In my elementary school, which is like, I don't know, 10 minutes away from the mountain, we weren't really taught about any of that stuff. It wasn't really until I got to high school where I was like, oh, oh, no, <laughs> that could get taken down, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of, um, the vibe there is just one of, I want to say, ignorance, honestly, because there's no references to it really it's all about the geology of the mountain very little to do with the history the park is very 
uh, the park um, has like a little town inside of it where there's like little shops and stuff like that. Kind of like Medicine um, Park in Oklahoma. Um, a little bit more because they have like different attractions. Like they have like a 4D theater if you've ever been to one of those, or like they even have a ropes course there. Um, yeah, and it's it's just weird. It's like just go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead and call this out. The last thing you need is a rope course with a bunch of black people walking around and a Confederate monument because. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. Well, here's the plot twist. It's too expensive, so you won't find black people there. That's how That's how they get you. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Shit. Economic disparity all the way. Okay. Well, shit. I, you know, I saw, I heard they have one hell of a fireworks show, though, every year, though. They do. And the laser show is pretty good. That goes along with it. Oh, nice. And that's what people, that's why people will go there. No. <laughs> I've always wanted to visit this for well, this is this is a conversation for another day. Okay, so <laughs> growing up next to Stone Mountain, uh, and then you graduated with what? I graduated my bachelor's um, in electrical engineering from Georgia Tech, uh, and then I found my way to Texas, mm-hmm. work for Texas Instruments as an applications engineer. So, okay, what exactly is an application engineer? Like, real brief, keep it in a nutshell. Um, in a nutshell, you can, I just do technical customer support. So you can think of me as like the IT department, but for, uh, IC or integrated circuits that technical instruments makes. So, yeah. Okay. I honestly have no idea what that is, but it sounds real fancy. And so I'm just going to go ahead and let it be that way. I mean, I don't. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Well, bet. Okay. So uh, you and I have been climbing together for how long now? Uh, let's say a year and almost two years. I think it's two. 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 Yeah. I think we're at two. Yeah, we're at two. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. And <laughs> yeah, two. I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then um, I think you and you started by joining ClimbFit. Yep. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And when I was coaching it, great program. Uh, and now, lo and behold, you are a ClimbFit coach. Yes, I am a ClimbFit coach. I loved it so much. Couldn't get enough. Had to go back and teach it. So cool. Well, yeah. How do you feel like the transition from being a athlete in ClimbFit and then becoming an instructor? Like what was what's the difference? Um, it's very um Becoming a coach was very a lot more thought provoking than an athlete than just being an athlete in the class, because when you're in the class, you just get told what to do and you do it and you see the gains over time and you don't have to really think too much about what that particular exercise does for this muscle group or how this particular climbing drill affects, you know, this particular skill set. And so. I think it's very much um, a big transition to go from an athlete to a coach just because you have to quickly realize that, hey, I can do this exercise pretty easy with this weight, but another athlete can't necessarily do that. How do I compensate for that difference Um, on the wall or, you know, in the gym when we're doing shoulder press, pull-ups, push-ups, the whole nine yards? Nice. Nice. Yeah. I always felt like uh, the moment I started coaching, I felt like my rock climbing actually got a whole lot better for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I definitely have seen like an improvement in the way I look at problems and not just thinking about one type of beta or just one, you know, big, powerful beta region. I like think in different heights, I'd like to call it. Yeah, I could think in like five, three, six, one, you know, the whole the whole well, this podcast is called Sends and Suffers. And so I guess the, qu- the question is, is uh, we are going to talk about a trip that you and I both made to yeah. Last Chance Canyon, the Mecca. Amazing. Uh, the Mecca. Great. Um, so before you break into whether you send, uh, whether it was a send or a suffer or both, can you kind of like just paint a picture in words for about Last Chance for everybody? Oh, I don't have enough words. Um, so last chance can you have the best word. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so last chance Canyon is, um, a very, very amazing crag out in, uh, Southern New Mexico, um, near a very small town of Queen, New Mexico. And it's just this supreme limestone, sandstone, what have you combination <laughs> of just amazing rock climbing. Ugh, I don't even know where do I start. So basically you drive in and you start on this pretty sketchy road for about four or five miles <laughs> where you need like a minimum of like eight to nine inches of clearance. And then you finally get um, to the campsite and it's just a beautiful overlook of this Canyon. Um, and just a like serene, desert alpine desert environment um and then when you're ready to climb you hike down about 300 400 feet i guess something like that uh, it's a um foot drop oh, oh oh never mind <laughs> it's a 1500 foot that hill is a mile, i think i shortened it yeah we block it out <laughs> yeah, yeah block it out um but yeah, I mean, you hike down and you just get like world-class climbing and it's very, very, very good. Like on par with Red River Gorge. And I've been to Red River Gorge many times. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah. how would you put this place on par with the Red? Because I always like sandstone. So last chance is predominantly limestone, as you said. And yeah. Red is just all sandstone. And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Red is hard rock climbing. Don't get me wrong. It's 100% hard. There are some technical yeah. aspects of it. But with the Red, like you have to be fit to climb in the red like you like your fitness and your ability to pull lots of hard moves power endurance repeatedly um has to be on par i feel like last chance like you don't you can't be you don't have to be that fit but you have to know how to rock climb because i feel like limestone is just so much more technical hence the route black and tan that ruins everyone's life what does that thing go as it's like some bs 510 no no no, no. i think it's like a like 11 plus i think it goes at 11 d if i remember correctly yeah 11 d gosh the bottom is a real sketch like 510 and then you get hit the the crux sequence at the top of the wake yep coming out of the waco yep it's like four feet it's like five four feet after the waco and then next thing you know and this waco is like and for those of you guys who have never been there this waco is like take take like a oh a six foot tall how tall are you about six foot yeah okay you fit inside the waco yeah i do (laughs) standing up or not or crouching down 
Well, I'm like hunched over a little bit. So I've been inside the Waco standing, almost standing up. Like if I'm arching my really? back in, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. my knees are bent a little bit, but I can reach my hips in and I can almost fit inside the entire Waco. Oh crap! <laughs> yeah, dude, that thing is massive, and so Waco is probably you climb up and into it on the arete, and then the Waco is probably what four feet deep in itself. Yeah, just about. You can like get a nice, take a nice little nap in there. Yeah, <laughs> and then you pull out, and then there is this magic jujitsu move or some random stuff. Three bolts up. I've never seen it in all the years I've seen that route. I don't think I've ever seen anybody flash it. Yeah, no, it's just a little data intensive because you get out of the Waco and you have to get on like some pretty small hole terrain and then you don't know where your feet are, you know, that whole whole thing. But to your point, at last chance, you do have to know how to rock climb. It's you get the whole range of steep, overhanging, powerful roof climbing to vertical, technical, powerful crimp moves to, I believe at breakfast wall, you get a little bit of slab, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh. There's like a, yeah. it's called whatever, easy, over easy or omelet or whatever it is. And it's like yeah. five, seven, but it's like a hundred and hundred feet tall. Things long. Super long. Yeah. And it's just, just an amazing place, honestly. Yeah. It's hard to put into words. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the place is as captivated uh, both of our hearts. And uh, hopefully if this uh, COVID-19 business calms down, we can all make our annual last chance trip coming up right now. Fingers crossed. But if not, we're going to be responsible rock climbers and not climb outside. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's a cold, hard world, man. It's such a cold world. Uh, okay. So, uh, boom. So let's move into it. So what was, did you send, did you suffer a little bit of both? You tell me. Honestly, it was a little bit of both, but the suffer is not what you think it is. So the suffer, um, the suffer wasn't there. So the suffer was that I didn't get to stay and climb more. <laughs> it was just such an amazing experience. And I learned so much about myself and like, my ability level and my confidence level and just a lot about rock climbing in general on that trip. Um, and it was really, really a game changer for how I see myself in the sport. How, what was the biggest eye opener for you? I think the, the, the biggest thing was that I could, I could try hard. Cause up, up until that point, I would always be like, ah, I probably can't do that move. Ah, that route looks too sketchy. Like I probably can't do it. I would just be very negative, have a very negative outlook, um, when approaching any climb, even the warmups. Um, but at last chance, I kind of learned to take my perspective and spin it in a way that gives me that extra boost of confidence that I need to get through that hard move or that sketchy clip or, you know, building that anchor. Um, now, when you say, you know, you learn how to try hard, would you, is that, did you learn how to try harder or did you actually learn that like you weren't actually trying hard? Like your perception of what you deemed to be me giving a hundred percent effort was, not actually reality in that or did you m- learn that you could actually muster up some more shit 
Yep. I definitely learned that what my 100% was, was not my 100%. Um, quite quickly to be honest because so um, looking back what was your 100% now in comparison um honestly i would say somewhere in like the 65 to 70% range what yeah yeah i was really sandbagging myself <laughs> dude talk about a yeah. revealing moment so revealing that's why i love that place so much it just taught me so much of just about you know being in that flow state with my body and just climbing just in the it's pure form just climbing um okay so continuing on so we talked about the suffer was uh that you didn't actually get to rock climb more which i just think you're being greedy but i am mad at you for that (laughs) one i'm gonna call you out on that that what was uh, the moment of glory yeah so at last chance canyon it was super great because i actually got to send my first 512a uh sport climb outside um, is a route called Fujimata, and I believe you recommended it to me because um, you were working a that unknown, unnamed route, twelve C to, to the right. right. That thing gave me, yeah, gave me a brain aneurysm. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, um, and it was interesting because um, you know, in my prep for the trip, looking up, you know, the topo and looking it up on Mountain Project, I found a different route called Mad Cow, which is 12B, which is on the other side of the canyon um, that I was planning on projecting and was going to try really, really hard on that route and never got around to it. I just fell in love with Fujimata, um, I think on like the second day I was there and just worked it for three days straight, just put, you know, pen to paper and just really got down into it. Nice. So can you kind of describe mm-hmm. like what, so you worked on it for three days straight. So like kind of, yeah. let's just go, let's just unpack this. Like what was getting on it day one, kind of like the thought process. And then when was the moment of realization that you're like, oh, you know, this thing might kind of go. And then from there, when was the moment of like, oh, this shit is going down, motherfucker. This shit is going down. <laughs> day oh that was funny yeah let me start at the beginning so day one i think me and a couple of people were working it and so friend named Stu, he actually put the draws up on that route for me shout out to Stu, you're the best (laughs) so Stu put put it up for me um and then i went and i believe the first time i actually just did all the moves um, I just went bolt to bolt, just really just was, oh, let me back up a little bit. So tying in, put the helmet on. I was super sketched out. I was like, ah, oh, this isn't going to go. I'm going to lose somebody's draws. I had all this anxiety and whatnot. Oh, get on the route and was just like, okay, I'm just going to make it bolt to bolt. Get to bolt one. Cool. Get to bolt two. Cool. Get to bolt three. Cause that's the crux. And I was not having it so the rest of the climb i was like freaking out um i believe i took one fall at like bolt five or six and i was just really shaken um but i you know sat there after my fall and was just like okay we've fallen we're alive put myself together and said we're gonna finish it no matter what we're getting to the chains (laughs) we're not coming down before we get to the chains so got all my shit together and basically made it to the chains pulling some at least for me some difficult moves at the time 
And yeah, that was the point where I was like, uh, I got to the change, which was like, this is a route is amazing. I really want to do it clean. I think it could go. I just had that whole thought process like, oh, how can I link this section to this section? How can I link bolt five to bolt six, six to the chains? Um, and I had that whole thing just running through my head basically that whole night. As I got lowered all the way through that night, I was thinking about how I can chain everything together. So the second day I get there and I say, OK, I'm going to do it in, you know, a couple links. Let's call it two links. So bolt one to bolt three, bolt three to bolt five and then five to six and then the chains. Um, so I kind of broke it down to those three and I was like, OK, this good. This makes more sense. All the moves. I know the moves. I know the holes. I think I can make it happen. At this point, I've had like about five to six goes on the thing already. Just working all my links, getting to the chains repeatedly, uh, building my confidence. Um, and then the third day <laughs> when I actually got there, I was still thinking in links. I was just like, okay, gonna do this link. We're gonna rest. Going to get the second link, rest, pray I don't fall, get the third link and we're done. And that entire time on the route, I was just thinking about the moves themselves and not necessarily about the chains. And honestly, I think that's what got me to the chains. I was just taking it one move at a time, one bolt at a time, one link at a time, and putting all the pieces together helped me send the route. Have you done that before ever? Like uh, kind of think of a route in in link-ups instead of maybe thinking about like, oh, it's too hard, it's done that. Was that like a new experience? That's kind of how I was always taught the project to understand what that truly meant for me and for other people just in general, because like, you know, it's just, it's like you get so caught up in the difficulty of the movement. Uh, and I know for me, it was a while for me to kind of like accept that that's the way that this goes. Was that the first time that you've ever really truly thought about it like that? Or was there another route in the past that you've kind of like thrown this mentality towards or? So I think um, for me, it's a, it was definitely the first time I put it into practice. I've thought I've had that kind of methodology in the sense that I would say, okay, this part of the climb sketches me out. So I'm going to take right here. I'm just going to do it clean from here to there, take, get myself together and then continue. Um, and it, it was just coming from a place of fear and anxiety and not a place of confidence and climbing. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was my first time kind of taking that methodology. I think you recommended it just to, like, break it down and just work it through the way. I will never, ever, ever, ever forget the moment of... I couldn't hear you clip the chains, but the only way I knew you clipped the chains is hearing everybody in the backside of this canyon. And for those of you who don't know, this canyon, so imagine like a giant horseshoe, and the canyon is probably the width of, I don't know, man, that thing is wide. Like, I don't think it's a mile wide, but it's like, would you say like half a mile wide? I would say maybe even a little bit more at some parts. In some parts, it's definitely like, Almost three quarters of a mile wide. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty wide. So yeah. those guys were, let's just say a half a mile. And those guys were what? They were hiking up in the sun and they stopped 
because they heard you just letting out all the tryhard on the wall. And when yep. you started screaming and rooting, everybody down at the bottom of Tornado Alley then started screaming and rooting because we only, that was the only way we knew you clipped the chains. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was beautiful. I didn't know that, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I distinctly remember Daniel's voice just, like, shouting. And that's how I knew that it was gone. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. This is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, um, that moment was real for me. It's crazy. Because I, when I got to the top, or rather the last move of this climb, I think you clipped bolt six. And then you're looking up, you see the chains up off to your left. And then there's just this mantle, just this random mantle at the end of this 12A <laughs> that you have to just go up and do so you can actually clip the chains. And I like took, I don't know, like two or three minutes just to compose myself, say a prayer <laughs> before I committed to this mantle to clip the chains. <laughs> I remember that. It's almost like a little bit of off with climbing for some random section. <laughs> yep. This is random section. So much different than the rest of the climb, but it was very very worth it to be honest and so i do this mantle and i get there and just i'm just so happy and ecstatic that i actually can touch the chains even let alone clip them just touch them i was just i don't know it was crazy it gives me chills every time i think about it dude dude i'm sorry i'm assuming you're still riding that high then yes very much so Nice. Still, still, I'm like searching for twelves now. I'm just like, ah, oh, that could go, that could go, this could go. <laughs> you just move the meter up to thirteens. Just like, just keep moving the meter up. No, well, one of my goals, one of my climbing goals this year is to work a twelve D. Okay. So we gotta we gotta find a couple. I actually made like a little pyramid. I said I was gonna try at least try four twelve A's through twelve B's. Two 12 C's and one 12 D. Um, Every once in a while, jump to the top of the pyramid. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised. True. Well, I'm not trying to do it in any particular order, but okay. those numbers, I'm like, ah, yes, we're going we're gonna to do that. So, nice. yep. so what is the next uh, route? So we're talking about rock climbing here. What is the next route that is on your sites to kind of check up with you on social media or anything else? I mean, I know everyone suffer right now is COVID. So we just got to get through that. That's like the real yeah. deal. Um, Definitely. Let's give a realistic time frame here. Let's say the fall coming up this uh, 2020 fall. Is there any trips or anything that you want to do? Even if it's theoretical, it doesn't matter if it's not going to happen or not, but just something that you're psyched on. Well, no, definitely. Um, so every October, I put it in my calendar to go to the red and just try and just make the effort to try and go to the red. So I'm super stoked on that. Um, there is actually a 12 C out there called Snowbox 6 that I didn't get to try last time I was there. Okay. And it's actually notorious uh, for being one of the thuggier 12s um, at Midnight Surf. And being really easy for taller people. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I know, right? Uh, okay. I'm definitely gonna go out there and try to hop on that. There's this another route out in the red called Hakuna Matata in at the drive-by crag um, in PMRP that I definitely want to go and finish properly. Let's see other trips in the fall. What else am I looking forward to? Um, I think it's a 
September, so a little bit earlier in the season, I'm going to go to New River Gorge um, for the one of the AAC roundups, actually. Check the calendar. Uh, make sure you check the calendar that uh, the American Alpine Club <laughs> just announced what events uh, are going to be canceled. Uh, I think they announced uh, what events are going to be canceled up to June. And then, oh, okay. And then I think they're still planning on everything else still happening after that. So definitely <laughs> go to their website or check on their Instagram or just drop them a message. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do that. Um, and then the other trip, um, I was actually supposed to go to Inks Park, um, which is a newer um, crag that's opening up near Enchanted Rock here in Texas. Uh, <laughs> and it's an event hosted by the Access Fund. I was lucky enough to snag up some tickets. So I'm definitely going to... With all this going on now? No, they pushed it out to the fall, which is why I bring it up. So I'm really psyched about that because I could potentially get some FAs. I've always wanted to get an FA in, even if it's like a 5-4 slab somewhere. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I'm really psyched on those three. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, um, where can people find you online? Yeah, so I'm mainly on Instagram um, at Malik Barton, just first like last name, all lowercase. That's me. Super simple. <laughs> well, keep it. Well, well, dude. Well, we will check in with you hopefully here in the near future. Um, if we can all make it to last chance, we are going to do uh, a little get together of a larger style podcast and getting everybody together all at once. So nice. hopefully. Fingers crossed. Everybody practices their social distancing, a.k.a. stay freaking indoors and just yes, record all day. Um, and uh, we can get through this thing and then have some upcoming rock climbing trips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah my brother. Well, thank you for coming in. And um, as always, dude, keep sending. And if not, keep trying hard. Yeah, man. I'm trying to keep up these uh, at-home workouts. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I know.